Welcome to Black, White, and Mix, a podcast about racing culture in America. We are recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. I am your host, Doug Ogden, and I'm here with my friends, Brandon Johnson. Ski! And Kenny Ooh. Roberts. <laughs> I came in too early. I don't know, it just didn't. Ski! Woo woo woo! There we go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brandon Johnson, Kenny Roberts. What's, What's up, boys? On? What's going on, everybody? What's, What's going, going on? It's our Real Husbands of Hollywood intro for it you. It is. We got to give credit where credit. Can we get sued for that? No. Um, I don't think so. This is sound, right? Own. Can you, huh? We're not claiming it as our own. Mm-mm. I made that. Sh- no, I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I made this for you. I made. Oh, dude. Well, I remember those Justin, Justin Julian. Smith, right? Julian Smith. That's mm. nice. Julian early Smith. Early days of YouTube. Yeah. Dude. If I had a hundred guesses, not that early. as what would have come up tonight, Julian Smith videos would not have been. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? That's for sure. I yeah. think my favorite is the You Move video. <laughs> Explain that. Oh my gosh! Oh so his, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, his yeah, his yeah. friend is sitting there that. playing like this invisible video game, you know, and he's like, you know, moving like some sports game. I think yes, he's playing football or whatever. And he's like, all right, we got trips on the right, and he, you know, and then he walks in. Uh, Julian Smith walks in. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm playing you move. You know, he was like, it's his new, um, you know, game system. You know, no console, no controller. You know. Uh, or he said that's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and so he's like, dude. And so he's he's like ridiculing the guy for playing this invisible video game. Are, are you the, saying you move? You move. Okay, okay. And so the guy is saying, dude, you're just not with it. You're just a hater or whatever. So they get done with it or whatever. And, um, you know, they get done with their conversation. And the guy's like, you know, sorry. He He's he's playing online. He's like, "Sorry guys, my roommate's being a total jerk." And then he yells from the other room. He's like, "Our internet's down." And then it shows like the, <laughs> it goes to the Julia Smith, you know, boom, you know, I made this for you. And then it shows the guy walking out like this with his hands out, you know, and like so, as if something's in his arms. And he said, "Hey, you think um." You think they'll let me return if if I don't have the box? Oh my and then gosh! One of the guys outside goes, "Hey, is that a you move?" But there's nothing in his <laughs> arms. Nothing in his the arms. whole thing is he, he's invisible. He's, hey, uh, is that a you move? It's an, it's an invisible game console. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wow, it was it very funny. Yeah, very wow. funny. That was probably my favorite. Our internet's down. I made this for you. All right. So good morning. Every oh, good evening. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter when, yeah, you know, whenever, whenever you're listening to this. We don't know when they're going to be listening to this. Good times. This is episode three of season two. Hey, That's right. Uh, Black, White, Mixed. That's right. Um, last time we kind of did some recapping on Headspace and sort of where we're at with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd y'all feel about that? Anything you feel like you need to follow up on or clarify? I don't think so. No, I'm I'm good. I said it and I meant it. Mm. I don't I don't even remember what I said. Everything I said everything I, mean. I just feel like everything has been a whirlwind. Like I've just been existing. Yeah. Le- Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like I've just been existing legit. Yeah. You know, so yeah. cruise um, control. Yeah, just cruise control, man. Yeah. I've been talking to my counselor um about <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> 
I'm gonna get the copy and I'm just gonna start reading it. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get the copy That's from right. online somewhere. I'm just gonna start reading it. That's right. That's what it'll be. <laughs> you know, better. I was I was talking to my counselor and um, he was <laughs> talking about how been su- in survival mode. Mm. You know, and I just legit just feel like I've been on 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 coast on survival mode. So yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk about that this week as well. Yeah, you know, no, but I think that that really, I think it brings up a very valuable point, which is your mental health really oh matters gosh. in this time. <laughs> And if you are looking, you know, I, I think all of us have talked about it on the show. We we very much value counseling, individual counseling, uh, you know, group therapy, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's something that has been uh-huh. <laughs> affecting uh-huh. you for longer than uh-huh. just the pandemic or uh-huh. has, you know, really uh, shown up during the, the pandemic. There's yeah. a great app called BetterHelp. Mm. BetterHelp.com. I don't don't go to betterhelp.com. Download the app. Mm. Uh it's <laughs> in the app store. Uh yeah, we is, don't get any great. money if they go to the browser, so well I, I mean at some point. <laughs> oh, what's that? We don't do. get any money for the app <laughs> either? Oh, okay. This is a oh, so okay. we shouldn't okay. say anything. Okay. <laughs> I got you. That's uh, right. We, we keep forgetting that we don't have sponsors. Excellent. Oh, I there. forgot to tell you guys. I think they did send me a cease and desist letter oh, for Yeah. <laughs> What would they? What would they want us to stop doing? Uh, who stop knows? talking about us. You know how you use the app. <laughs> stop it. It's rude to talk about people behind their backs. <laughs> mm. Even if we exist because of word of mouth and uh, referrals That's and right. people That's talking right. about us on their podcast. That's right. Yep. So you guys are welcome for all the free press. Ad free, free, free press. Two R's are hard. The fresh. Free press. The fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all that to say, yeah, I don't feel like there's anything I need to necessarily change or elaborate on or anything cool. like that. You know, if anybody has questions, you can definitely ask. Um, but my conscience is clear. Good. Was that in doubt? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Never in doubt, baby. Mm. Mm. Do day. you feel like? Do you feel like there's anything you need? I mean, no, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I've just been thinking about, like, in the first episode, when I was editing it, there was lots of things I was excited about and, yeah, you know, just vibing, coming back into it and being able to be around you guys and talk about realness and stuff like that. But yeah. I think the only thing I would, the only thing that I want to do or, like, address is, like, words and things that we say like the thing that is valuable to me is that we are talking about it in the real like in the realness of like real time Mm -hmm. and sometimes we'll say things or i'll say things that i might regret and i found myself editing some of those things out in the first episode and this isn't necessarily the second episode but you know first episode i'm i edited some of those things out or like if we said a quote-unquote bad, a filthy word. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like there's that natural inclination to like want to censor yourself to some level. Right. And I just don't really want to do that. Yeah. Because that's like, I feel like if people are still listening to us, um, hopefully we're moving past the like, oh no, you said a a word I don't like. Right. Or like, you know, stuff like that. Um, Or that joke maybe went in a way that I didn't like. 
Sure. So I'm not going to listen to you anymore. It's like, uh, that's, I mean, hopefully we're kind of talking about that, that kind of stuff anyway, like cancel culture and sure. valuing uh, other people and other humans, but also being able to like laugh at things and, and that be okay. So I, th- yeah. I think that's really the only thing I would want to address is being like, yeah. you know, we're, we are being authentic yeah. and honest and trying to like live in a world that is very difficult to live in. Um, so if I say something that is like offensive rather than <laughs> shutting us down, yeah. you know, it'd be great if someone was like, Oh, I, you know, that, that made me feel this kind of way because of this. And yeah. We could talk yeah. about it. And we do hold that tension a little bit because we, w- I mean, we're, I mean, we're okay with the idea of, um, being sensitive to other people's preferences or, mm-hmm. you know, subject matter and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for us, you know, this really came sort of as an extension and we've talked about this before, of the conversations we are already having. Mm-hmm. So it would be sort of disingenuous right. to censor much of what right. we say. We do censor some of it, you know. Right. And we realize some people, whether you're a, uh, you know an adult and you might not use certain language or talk about certain subjects or um, you might be listening with your kids, we, we want to be sensitive to the content and the language we use. Um, but it, it's, it's not something that we necessarily feel overly compelled to right, right. pretend or be a certain way. Right. Um, I mean, that being said, we're not like, you know, cursing like sailors when the mics go off anyway, I you am, know? I am. <laughs> like, like a naval therapist. Oh, ship dude, I heard a really funny joke today. All right, you're going to appreciate this. It's a dad joke. I apologize in advance. Why, I saw this on TikTok, why do the boats in Norway have barcodes on the side of their ships or the ships and oh, why does the I navy have stuff. barcodes on the side of their ships i think i heard this one scandinavian. so they can scandinavian <laughs> <laughs> that was for you kenny um it. anyway so with that being said I, I i appreciate what you said and i think that we all have a very similar similar mindset on that um and, and the truth is I mean, you guys have kids. A, a lot of our, you know, people that we interact with, people we know do have kids, and some of them are of age that m- they might be listening to this podcast yeah. with your kids, which is great. Some of these subject matters are in their very nature pretty adult and pretty right. pretty intense. So I think as you're navigating that, and you're going to do this with all forms of media that you consume, right? you gotta you got to walk the line, and you guys know this better than I do as parents. you got to walk the line between whatever it looks like to expose your children to reality mm-hmm. and protect some sort of innocence, some sort of, you know, naivete yeah. about the world. Um, yeah. And so sometimes, I mean, I was, I'm thinking back to season one, especially when the news bro- broke about George Floyd and the Ahmaud Arbery video came out and Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor. And, and I mean, the emotions were so raw and the feeling was so heavy, but it was also so real. And so I, yeah. I, I really sort of empathize with the parents who have kids at a certain age that are beginning to ask some of those questions and navigate some of these topics, yeah. especially children of color, you know, black and brown babies in America that are, um, in a lot of ways, even as I'm saying that, I'm thinking like even the decision to expose or not expose is a privilege because for some of these children growing up in America, BIPOC children, they, they might not have a choice. They're, right. they're going to be seen as a threat. Right. No matter if they're, <laughs> no matter what their age is, you know. Yeah, we had, we were or, or can be, not, not always will be. But right, but they're right. cute. They are seen as cute and you know beautiful until a certain point. Until right. you get until, to a until certain adolescence. Point. Right, that's right. Yeah. So the idea that you know you can 
choose when to expose your child to the reality of race is in and itself a pr- in and of itself a privilege. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to remember what it was that I was listening to. Oh, I do remember. No, I I remember exactly. I wasn't listening to something. This is a conversation I had with somebody. Um. I'm trying to. I want to be sensitive just in case, you know, the person ever listens to this podcast. <laughs> but, and so, but I, we, we had the conversation. They, they, um, have an, uh, an African American son, um, uh, who's adopted. Um, and they were just wrestling with that question of like, when do we have that conversation or if we should have that conversation about race? Um, you know, and they were kind of coming from the position of like, you know. So, well, actually, some he so he decided to ask um, an older African American gentleman, um, you know, and and he said that gentleman told him, you know, well, you know, I wouldn't. I mean, if he asked you about it, you know, I would bring it up, but race. I wouldn't just like. Yeah. Okay, you're speaking specifically about race. Yeah. Yeah, like if the, about if like the, racism. If the child yeah. asked about it. If he asked about it, you know, maybe talk to him about it. But other than that, I wouldn't bring it up. Hmm. You know, I wouldn't introduce it if, wow. you know, as a thing. If, you know, hmm. and to be honest, I kind of cringed because I, I, you know, what I thought about. I thought about the episode of Fresh Prince where they got pulled over. Hmm. Um, they were supposed to be driving um, Phillips' um, partner's car to. Um, uh, to the beach or whatever, okay. uh, and they got pulled over uh, in this town, and they got put in jail, and so it was this whole thing of them trying to reach, you know, Philip and the partners mm. and things like that. And uh, so anyway, um, you know, Will was convinced it was a a race thing, you know, and Carlton's like he was just the officer was just doing his job, mm. you know, he was, you know, the system works. You know, they got us out. Wow. The system works, you know. And Will is like, man, you just are very naive. You don't understand mm. what's going on. Mm. And so anyway, so the whole episode was, you know, in the end of the episode, um, you know, they end up getting out of jail and everything. And, you know, they had that dialogue. And so he asked, you know, Carlton asked his dad. And he said, uh, if you see a, um, you know, if you saw a um, a nice car, you know, driving slowly, you know, below the speed limit at night, would you stop it? Hmm. You know, and, it, you know, Philip says, I've asked myself that every single time I've been stopped, hmm. you know, and then he just pats him on the shoulder and goes upstairs. Wow. You know, and so, it, but it just reminds me of that where, you know, you go into a world, it's the possibility of going into a world unprepared, you know, for some of the things that you're going to encounter. And I feel like that's that's a a life or death situation. Yeah, you know, like I don't think I don't think that's something that like I I want to you know we were having a conversation about when to you know talk to our kids about the police or what to say even right. you know because you know my wife and I's perspectives are like we come from two different. Um, you know, two very different backgrounds. Sure. You know, 
and two different perspectives. Um, and so we, were, you know, we were having that conversation, like, what, you know, what do you say? Yeah. You know, you, and at which I think at some point you, you know, you may start off with the ideal or talking about the ideal, right? This is what it's supposed to be. Right. This is what the police are supposed to do. Sure. You know, I don't think they need to talk, you know, I, I don't think very early on you need to have that conversation of, um, you know, some of the damaging things um, that happen in, in relations with, um, you know, uh, people of color and the police. You at, know. at that young age. Right, at yeah. that young age, you know, but... I think there does come a time where, you know, you do have to explain, like, hey, you got to be careful about what you do and say. Yeah. You know, because that it could be a matter of life and death. You yeah. Know? Going back early, early on when we did, I think the second episode where we had, um, um, my brother on. Yeah, Evan. Yep. You know, I was I was gonna say I didn't want to say Nobel like a, Prize winner. Brother. I was gonna say Pulitzer. Yeah, we accidentally Pulitzer. called him a Nobel yeah, Prize. Yeah, we accidentally. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm gonna say and so I, 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 I was trying to be very careful not to say Nobel Prize. Future Nobel Prize winner. Future Nobel yeah. Prize, current Pulitzer Prize winner, Evan Future Roberts dad. on, and uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> America's <laughs> dad. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was about to say that's Tim Toolman Taylor, right? But. Um, but yeah, when we had him on, he told the gun story. Right, you know, toy guns. Yeah, that that could be a matter of life and death. You know, which we have seen. Absolutely. You know. Right. Yep. It it is and has been. It, it has been rest, indeed yep. a matter of life and death, and so, um, so yeah, I I think it's, I think it's an unavoidable conversation given right. the current climate, not yeah. and not not even the current the, climate, right. but given the state of. The country that we live in and the history of the country that we live in right sure you know well and it's and it's dangerous to avoid the the topic you know what i mean like like you're it, it's it's unfortunate at, at to see how young some of the the children have been right who have lost their lives you know and yeah. we're probably t- we're probably talked to about the police and that kind of stuff anyway but it's just a it's a weird thought to to think like, you know, I, I mean to 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 bring it into like a a, a bigger, uh, a more grand perspective. Like you're just thinking about how do you raise your kids in general? How, mm-hmm. how do you love them well? How do you introduce them to things that they that they need to be introduced to at right. what time? You know, when do you talk to them about sex? When do you talk to them about how to interact with other people? When right. do you talk sure. to them about, you know, uh you know, hygiene and yeah. just like, just, work just, ethic. Normal, just I mean, normal thing, yeah. work ethic, just being you know, yeah. well, hygiene, you I, talk to them as soon as you start smelling it. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean is like, is, is like you, you, there's this weird balancing act of like, if you wait until adolescence, then you have, you know, a few dozen things that you need to talk to them right, about. Right, right. Very sure. suddenly. Sure. Right. Uh, you know, and you, you want to, you know, I don't know. I, I think I think there's just so much to what you're saying, which is yeah. which is like I, I don't want to introduce my children to the idea that like, yeah, you know, government and police and all this stuff, they're all working for you because they're not, hmm. you know, uh-huh. like that's not that's not the truth. I also don't want to introduce them to like there is no hope. And right. The only person who cares about you is you. Right. right. You know, because that's that is equally damaging. Sure. So what does it look like to talk about the 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 truth? 
you know, mm-hmm. um, and to continue to like build and expand on that truth as the right time comes. Right. Because I don't want to, you know, you don't yeah. want to talk to them. Like, I want them to, ha- I want them to listen to to Pimp a Butterfly over and over and over. Right. Again. I don't want them to listen to it when they're, you know, nine years old. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I think that's that's the wrong time. Um, uh, Trey can definitely like Trey, quote Trey's the whole on it first part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a little thug. Every so. wait. <laughs> this anyway so uh i think <laughs> yeah i was like trey my claps <laughs> but I was, I was, <laughs> wait man what's, whoa, whoa, what's whoa, really whoa, amazing whoa. is they can do the whole album in spanish and so right? that's even, spanish. even right? more impressive right <laughs> it's stressful yeah it's very stressful, it, it, very stressful yeah, yeah. for sure you thought that kendrick was fast like then you add Spanish into the mix. Ooh. Oh, and it's done. It's mm. a rap. I can't understand anything. It's a rap. No, don't jump on that. But um, but yeah. So I and I and I think it's I think it's a balance. I think it's a both and. You know. Yeah. That's and I and honestly, I think that's the problem. Like I don't think we approach um as many things as we should with a with a both and type of attitude or with a their space right you know type of attitude right um everything is so you know and we i mean we've talked about you know i get it, everything is so bipolar bipolar bipartisan black by everything so saying? black and white literally everything literally yeah you know there's no um i think there's very little gray yeah, there's very little right. uh, allowance for nuance. There's very little allowance right. for right. complexity. Right. So the idea that, and you know, I don't, I don't know who you had this conversation with, or you know, even the older black gentleman, what his motivations are necessarily. But when you think about why you wouldn't have that conversation, one of the reasons that it occurs to me is that it's really difficult right. one to have that well, conversation. Yeah. But then two, if if his fear or if his thought is well. If he doesn't ask, don't tell him about it because maybe he can grow up being unaware of it. Well, that that does feel naive. When the truth is, you can have a conversation in a way that is not damaging mm-hmm. and is productive, right? And acknowledges the realities of the situation around race and racism in our country and the tension there, while discussing it in a way that can lead to. Um, Health and productivity right. and hope, hopefully. You yeah. know what I mean? And not just, hey, um, you know, sorry you're black. You know what I mean? Right, like, you right. don't have to say it in a way that's like, obviously, black people have, have and do face uh, turmoil and racism and um, bias and all right. sorts of unfair treatment, obviously. Yeah. But you don't have to necessarily phrase it in a way that um, sort of damns that child right. or, 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 or condemns them to a sense of despair. You know what I mean? I right. mean, that, yeah, that's kind of my don't thought think on a, it. Because no. I don't think avoidance is the, Certainly is not. the answer. Certainly well, you know there's, a I mean? need, there's a need to, to talk about black excellence. You know, like, right. like all that stuff needs to be talked to. I feel like that needs to be talked about and celebrated more. Celebration is a great word. Yep. Yeah. Uh, talking about the challenges that we face, you know, like right. what comes yep. next. Because if because if we can build up our children, mm. you know what I mean. That's great. Uh, and and continue to to like, there is nothing wrong with who you are. Right. There is something wrong with what America is. Right. And that's what we're working to fix and address. Yeah, and, I, I and love. I, and I oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. 
I was just gonna say, I and I want to say like it's not a, and I'm like I'm not sliding that person in the least. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think like that Yeah. To be honest, like we're all trying to figure out and navigate, you know, what it looks like to one to raise children, two to to raise children of of color. Right. You know, in you know that situation, it's a a white family with a black child. It's difficult with a. A, a white mom, a black dad, and two brown children. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to figure it sure. out. And so right. I can't imagine bringing this um, this child of a different culture into mm. your home. You know, and you know, have having to learn how to navigate that. I can't imagine. So sure. it's not a slight in any lead in, yeah, in any not. way, shape, or form. You know, it was it was just a you know, like I said, it, it made me think of that. Right. You know, and I think there are many other people who are in very similar situations. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like I said, I don't know the I don't know the gentleman that he was talking to that, you know, that and I don't know his background. I would imagine that, you know, he would say that because, yo, don't expose him to certain pains that he. Sure. You know, because it's a painful thing to talk about. Yeah. You know, it can be. Yeah. Well, very painful thing to talk about. Well, and and is it for the parents or is it for the child? You know what I mean. Like, hmm. is the, the no, no, no. Not I just, that's about the question. Oh. That's just the question that like oh, is in okay. the ether. Is not like, talking about it for the parents. Yeah, or for yeah. The is oh, or or saying. the the feeling to talk about it. You right. know what I mean. The uh, you know, I I I could imagine like the idea of like I gotta make sure I'm I'm with it. You know, I I have we've adopted a black child. What does this look like? How do I love them well? Okay. Uh, I also want them to I want them to know that we are woke and aware of like what's going on mm-hmm. so like let's talk about it. Sure. But is that for the child? Mm-hmm. Or is it for you? That's your, a good your question own thing to, to like deal yeah. with. Because you know like we've I'm I don't know if we've talked about it on the show but the need for forgiveness is not always like a lot of times it's for you, mm-hmm. you know to be able to like let go of your own stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you force that on someone else and you bring it back up, you bring out, you're forcing someone to relive some trauma that they might not want to mm-hmm. relive. Sure. So there are times when you need to go to somebody. I mean, this that is a little bit of a div- divergence from what we're talking about, but I feel like it applies here, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I see uh, what you're saying. You know, sometimes there's a need to go to that person directly. And sometimes there's a need to just say, you know what? I don't, they don't need it. They don't need it right now. Maybe yeah. they will at some point, mm-hmm. but maybe not now. Yeah. But I, w- I will argue that it at least needs to be introduced just because. No, 100%. I think for, 100%. I think that that's for the sake of the child, you know, just in terms of for the child's protection. No, no, no. You know I, what I mean? And I, not, and I, I disagree only. I, I was only bringing that up. No, I don't disagree. I was only bringing that up for the sense of like the timing. Of, right. Of like okay. when yeah, you bring yeah, it up, yeah, yeah. Or, or the motivations, the maybe. Yeah. Or, or yeah, and maybe yeah. the motivations. Yeah. 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 But you know, how how old is the how old is the child? And and I'm not a child psychologist, so I couldn't tell. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I couldn't right. tell What's you the, when to do it. But there's, it, there's a but, website that sponsors us for that. Uh, actually. Oh my gosh. So I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Brandon, I love that you use the word celebrate because I think that's a, a component of it that I had not considered you know we're thinking about what it looks like to broach the subject of race with a parent and a child who are of different you know ethnicities different cultures different backgrounds but the idea of celebration is so so beautiful because there is so much to celebrate you know what i mean like if if a um if a conversation is broached around what it looks like to be black and you use the phrase black excellence 
I mean, there's so much responsibility to weave into that child's formation and education uh, role models and icons and people to look up to and emulate and aspire to be. And they don't have to all be black, just like for us. They didn't have to all be white. They just happened to be because <laughs> the system is set up with... Right, that's what they were, mm, That's what they wanted to teach us. Exactly, with whiteness, you know, at, at the forefront. Um, but, and, and I think a big part of it could be the sort of, um, you know, um, minor culture or, or microcosm of the, of the culture that that child grows up in. So who are their friends? What school are they going to? Mm. Are they going to, I mean, if they're the only, and I'm using only because, you know, in, in a lot of spaces that we interact, we can pretty much choose who our, who our friends are, who our community is. Um, are, are they going to be the only black child in that community? Are they mm. going to have other people that they can associate with that look like them you know so there's a lot of questions to sort of answer there and again you know not not being a parent and just sort of empathizing for for what that situation might be hopefully we're painting a respectful picture because i do think it's in uh or or can be an admirable uh choice and and something to to look up to um but there's there's it comes with a huge responsibility you know what i mean and it's not necessarily just you know Hey, ding, ding, ding! It's your seventh birthday. Let's talk about race. You know, it's 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 much, much more involved in that, right. and and that's where getting back to the idea of nuance and complexity. That's where it comes in. Like it's, I mean, gosh, it's hard enough to raise any child, yeah. let alone a child that is going to experience the world much differently right. than you experience the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. and having the skill set and the um sort of wherewithal to help them navigate that. Yeah, and and. My thought would be, as a parent, part of that responsibility is is building other black and brown people into their lives right. to help mentor and shape and, and fashion what it looks like to, to navigate this really difficult reality um, that e- even, a, even a white person on a you know, committed anti-racism trajectory, there is still a difference between right. experiencing it mm-hmm. And trying to fight against it or trying to, you know, right. work against the system or lay down your own privilege or whatever we, you know, as, as white people are trying to navigate what it looks like to be anti-racist. Um, there's no substitute for the real thing. There, there's no way that I can actually feel what what that's like. And right. and why should there be? You know what I mean? Like, What do you mean? Like, why um, there... There, there shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, okay. like the idea of like mentorship anyway, is that like, you can't teach your kids everything. It's yeah. Like that's a great point. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Outside of the context right. of race or whatever it is. That's right. 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 Um, and, and I was thinking about it with like adoption in general is a huge, is a huge, uh, undertaking. Right. I mean, oh, so yeah. like if you adopt somebody, yeah. if you adopt a child from, it doesn't matter if they're the same skin color as you or not. If you adopt a child, the expectation, uh, the expectations for you as a as a parent, I feel like goes up because okay, you are adopting their trauma, hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is. You mm-hmm. are adopting where they came from. You are adopting their their DNA. Their, their DNA. You're yeah. adopting, you know, whatever it is that happened to them or hmm. was that comes from their family and their stuff. You're you're taking that yeah. on. Yeah, right. you know, like uh, it's it's a uh, it's an incredibly admirable thing and i think something that a lot of people don't necessarily think about all the extra stuff that comes with it sure because they say that they're like this is my kid you know it's my child and sometimes when you get them as a baby you know when you get uh uh when you adopt children as a baby 
uh, or as babies, you, I feel like there's that thought of like, well, I've raised them my whole life. Like, you know, they know, they know me as their parent and, yeah. and I feel like that's fine. But to add to it is like just an understanding of who they are in the world, hmm. you know? And, and so like when it's a, a child from a different culture, yeah. uh, even if they are American, there's the, um, I feel like there's a, there's a responsibility to do everything that you can do to like get them as close to their culture and, and who they are as possible. Sure. Um, and, and so like, like you said, you know, uh, uh, introducing mentors and stuff like that of that, of their own background, I feel like g- gives the opportunity for you to say like, Hey, I recognize I, my failing here. I'm never yeah. going to be able to do, to give you this part of yourself, even if I'm trying my best. Right. And so like the thing I'm going to do for you is give you that, like, I'm going to put people in yeah. your life who can talk, speak into these parts that I can't speak into because I mm-hmm. recognize that. And it's not even, and I think that's to, such to a life skill it. too, yeah. though, because I think there are other, and not just with race, you know what I'm sure. saying? But that's why companies have different positions. Mm, that's right. You know? <laughs> Because you need people in each position that are going to be able to do things well that some other people can't do. Well, what's the phrase? It takes a, a village to raise a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like, I mean, I would even say it's it's not even necessarily representative of a failing. You know what I mean? I know you didn't mean it in the sense of like, that's a bad parent. But because right. but you, you said basically all, I mean, all parents have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's the idea of teachers or aunts and uncles or mm-hmm. people at church or your, you know, baseball coach or whatever it might be. It's, it's the idea that as you're navigating the world, your, your kids need more than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, right. you're, we all yeah. needed, we can think back to people outside of our parents that help shape us right. and form us yep. some positively, some negatively, you know, but sure. that's, that's part of just what it looks like to <laughs> navigate life as a, as a person. And so, having the humility in this exact, you know, specific context that we're talking about with parenting a child of a different, you know, ethnic background, um, I think it takes uh, a lot of humility to accept that, own up to that, and admit that, you know, yeah. this is just another area where my kid's going to need help from somebody that's not me. Right. Mm. You know? Well, in that, I, since we've been talking about this, I've just been thinking about my uncle. Hmm. Um, you know, my uncle... Uncle D. Uncle um, D. In Alabama. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, my that's on my dad's side. And my, I I just, I've always said black family, but my, yeah. you know, my, my, my <laughs> dad's side, right, <laughs> black family <laughs> in Alabama, they. Um, Brand is mixed. I'm mixed. If y'all, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's easy to not know sometimes, but <laughs> especially if I'm wearing a hat or have short hair, people are like, what? <laughs> or in the dead of winter. Oh, yeah, my skin is just <laughs> thirsting for this. Finally, the sun has come out. Yeah, like, give me okay, some vitamin D. I look more like a ghost in Dead of Winter because I'll be wearing lotion like I should. You do? <laughs> no. I no, love you. I'll be wearing lotion. Well, I guess only. I, I my No, I mean my. Only from like the neck down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, but my like my Uncle D, though, um, I, I think as, as we're talking about mentors and stuff like that, it's like that's what it is. It's mm. like the people who like if you lost them, if they died, right. And when they die, what, what is the reaction? What is the, what right. is that like sense of loss? And, right. you know, so, uh, for me, like death has never been something that's like that felt that difficult. Sure. Mm. Um, but, but if, 
if and when he dies, that will be uh, one that hits hard because that, he's be always been the one that right. has like never. He's he's the one who was always around. Yeah, like he like even being across the country, he was the one who was flying to like be wow. at our you know graduations and talk to us and wow. you know reach out to us. And I mean him and, and my my grandpa and, and everything like that. But uh, even when my dad wasn't around, he was the one who was reaching out and doing right. that kind of stuff. So, and it's not like a daily or even a weekly thing. But when we see him, there's like a, you know, there's a, uh, people ask me all the time. There's a picture of me uh, where my uncle is holding me as like a one-year-old. Hmm. And people ask all the time, like, is that your dad? And I'm like, I kind of wish it, wow. it yeah. could have been, yeah. you know, like, because... Yeah. He cared like yeah yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a, a very real connection there right yeah right it's good I was just thinking about that mm. yeah I'm not crying you're crying <laughs> <laughs> your, yeah man your eyes are wet yeah I yeah I I do just want to re-emphasize I want to re-emphasize that. I'm not sliding anyone. I feel like you, are you a little bit regretful of bringing it up? A little bit. Okay. Just because like, which I mean, I, I in no way, shape or form gave any hint. I mean, it feels like like you've been sliding them. No, it does not. (laughs) No, it does not. 37 minutes. You know, but, but I do think it's a very, (laughs) I I forgot what led into what, why I brought it up. Something led into it that. Sure. Something made sense. Yeah. But, um, I I don't think like you. I, I mean, again, I want to honor that person because I sure, mean, I I, I respect I honor them and what they're you know, uh, and bringing this child into their home and like that's a, yeah. that's a very difficult thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, you but know, I, but I, I feel like you, you know, can feel I differently about care. it. Yeah. 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 You know, and I care about I care about you know that person. I care about that child. Sure. And, um, you know, I hope I hope you know even you know if they you know, listen to this episode one day or something like that, you know, that it's not, that they don't feel any type of way. Right. You know, but that they feel, you know, honored and respected and, you know, even in me, you know, sharing my opinion. Yeah. And sharing some of my experience as a, you know, as a black male, you know. Um, and, yeah, because I, I think this, I mean, that's that's what we're about on this podcast, right? We're about dialogue. Yeah. You know, we're about being able to, you know, share from one another's experiences. You know, we're about, you know, being able to disagree and still have a conversation or, or agree and be able to celebrate that. Or, that's right. Uh, or whatever. So, you know, I I hope that that's what's, that's what's taken. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, you know, it being like, oh, how dare you hmm. – you know, talk about my situation or something like that because that was, you know, that's not the this isn't, this isn't, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's not you know. a unique situation though. That's the yeah, only and that's right. the thing. Like, even as like you're sharing, I have no idea who you are talking about or who you spoke with, but I can think of people I know in my life that yeah, are navigating absolutely. some of these questions around mm-hmm. adoption and race or or whatever. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're all sort of yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I, I respect the way you, um, that you're sort of sensitive to that. I think yeah. that's admirable. I you know I don't think you said anything that was out of line or disrespectful or anything right. like that. Okay. So yeah, and I feel on the more aggressive side, <laughs> like who cares if you have an opinion? It's not your life. Like so, you know. I mean, like yeah. they're ultimately <laughs> going to make whatever decision they want to make. Sure. Like you point. can you can have whatever opinion you want. 
Uh, there's a girl, uh, a woman, Fran Lebowitz. She uh, she had a show recently. Familiar. Lebowitz would sound familiar, but okay. she's not not the same person. Okay. But she's a <laughs> humorist. So like not quite a comedian. Okay. Like she's funny. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 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 she she labels herself as like an author. She's funny, humorist. but she's like not she a comedian. You're funny, but not comedian funny. Right. Yeah, like she's not like doing stand up. You know what I mean? Like she does, she does a bunch of stuff with like Martin Scorsese and stuff like that. Okay. Like whatever. But it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is he Any, funny? Is he funny? Martin Scorsese. He just laughs at her. She oh. she she just had like a six part thing on Netflix called Pretend It's a City. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's her in the in like the first episode. She it's says funny, something. but it's not hilarious. Right. It's like it makes you think. <laughs> if you don't if you don't understand that humorous, you're crazy, <laughs> humorous is a thing. I don't, I don't know sense. why you're giving him giving him joke. It That's like sense. a common thing. She's not a comedian. She's a humorist. She's You've never not, heard the term humorous. Like, I, I I knew there was a humorous bone in your arm. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's a humorous, and it's in your leg. Thank you for using the fact-checking network. The humerus bone is not found in your leg. It is, in fact, found in your arm. Thank you. Is it really? Yeah. All right. First bone you can think of on three. One, two, three. Tibulus. Femur. I said tibula, but it's tibia. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, you need to listen to this. Okay, here's why I'm saying Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay, the Brene Brown. Go ahead. Brene oh Brown. My gosh, it's not even close. Fran Leibowitz. Fran Leibowitz. Fran Leibowitz. She has this thing where she said, like, people get pissed off at me, with, at my opinions, a lot. But she said, the thing is, I can have a, like, I, she said they get uh, pissed off at my opinions. And she said, but why, like, why would they get mad? Like, I don't have any power. That's why I'm mad. Like, I don't have any mm. power to uh, to fix the situation or cha- make change the thing. Mm. That's why I'm angry, and okay. that's why I'm talking about it. That's deep. Like, if yeah. I had if I had the ability to ch- make changes, I wouldn't be talking about it or be angry about it. Sure. I would be changing. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. That's yeah. Deep. Like, that's, I feel, you know, like, I've been cursed with having an opinion about everything, <laughs> yeah. right? But, uh, but no real opportunity to, like, make changes there. To do anything with those yeah. opinions, yeah. So I, mm. Yeah, I feel that. Um, we did want to discuss uh, the book we're reading. We mentioned, I don't remember if it was last episode or the first episode, that we're reading through uh, Dr. Asa McCauley's book, Reading While Black. Uh, Brandon was teasing us with some thoughts before we started recording. Um, so I'm going to kick it over to you, Brandon. To me? And see. He's kicking it over to me. I didn't. Reactionary thoughts. Reading while black, while black. No, what we were talking about. Um, Every time you sent that in the text, I was like, "Is Kenny having a stroke?" Reading, reading <laughs> hey, I'm reading, proud. reading while black, while black. I felt, I felt very proud because I was like, somebody, oh, what are you reading? I'm, like, I'm reading, reading while black, while black. <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> I was watching Thirty Rock, and it was an episode where um, Tracy Jordan's wife was coming out with a single. And it was called My Single Dropper. Yeah. And she was like, my single, my single is dropping, is dropping. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yes, same, yeah. I'm funny. That, this is something that's TV worthy. Humorous. You know, anyway, I, right. I'm not a comedian. I'm a humorist. <laughs> Go ahead. Wasn't she also on The View? <laughs> was she um, on The View? Maybe it was Sherry yes. Shepard, isn't that her name? Yes. Sherry Shepard was on The View. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think. So if you think that's funny. <laughs> I guess. Ham. TV worthy. Ham. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean the first the first uh the first chapter is the the South's got something to say. I mean, I don't know. I I was more the second the second chapter goes into like policing and stuff like that mm. and that I was more thinking about that. Okay, okay. Specifically, but we can we can talk about that later, but um um Yeah, I mean, w- there are a few things that like stuck with me um as I've been just like thinking about race and um christianity um not christianity as a whole more american christianity um, <laughs> which i, I just, like that voice that you did yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you're guys not, i don't know you're not yo, there. brandon feels some type of way yo i do that's okay i do we're here I for do it too honestly though. i no i think i think um one of the things he said or that he talked about or alluded to was like finding truth in, in many angles of white Christianity, but also feeling alienated from many current er- interpretations of the Bible. Um, and that's, I think that as I have like started to parse out just a uh, lot of this stuff, like that's, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there, there is uh, a lot of truth that is in Christianity as a whole American I guess when I'm saying in Christianity, I'm talking in general about, Mer- uh, uh, you know, United States American church. Sure. Um, so there's like, a, I feel like there's so much truth to be had. And then like when you get to the actual like uh, application is when like we don't, a lot of churches I've been a part of, that's the part that they're like, well, you know, we're looking for, black folks to come and join us in this thing. And you're like, no, mm. dude, just go out and do something like wow. go. Yeah. Like there's people doing it. Like, yeah. so that's, that's where it begins to break down. It's right. like the lived out. Yeah. yeah just yeah, like, yeah. like, are we going to do anything? Um, are we going to realize the injustices that like the, 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 the Christian church has been a part of for, you know, hundreds of years. And you know, wh- when do we call those things out? And it's like, well, we call them out, but they're in the past. And you're like, no, that's what America is doing and has done, you know, is just the, the, uh, the complete lack of willingness to to truly look at where we've come from and how that affects mm-hmm. not only the place that we live in and where we are now, but what our interpretation of the Bible has been. Hmm. So, like, how do I look at the Bible in its current context, right, with how it's being taught and go, I want to be a part of this. Hmm. This is what hmm. I, this is, like, this matters. Because it the, the current interpretation in many aspects uh, or at least in my experience, is not one that actually includes everybody. Mm. Mm. You know, it, it's one that that talks about like, you know, God knew knew you in your mother's womb and created you and counted every uh, uh, hair on your head and you know like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like he knew he knew you, mm-hmm. but if you're X, Y, and Z, that's the that's the part that's too much. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you are if you're gay, nope. Right. That's that's a we draw the line there. Uh you know, if you're black, no, you're actually from like a different answer. You're you're from uh ham. the dan you're from yeah, from ham. ham. <laughs> <laughs> Is it ham? Yeah, I think so. That's that's what I've been told. That's yeah. what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um basically the idea that after yeah, the flood yeah, yeah, one of Noah's sons yeah, yeah, was the uh, he landed in Africa it. and yeah. Well and there was there was some stuff there too of like he was damned. Floated. Like he wasn't like yeah after he w- he was, he was cursed, great yeah, cursed yeah, yeah. And all that's right yeah you know there's like there's so much that you can find 
uh, that there's so much you can quote unquote justify in the Bible, and it's like it's it's getting harder and harder for me to like over overlook it. I don't know if that's the right thing yeah. I'm trying Ab- to say. abide it. I mean, it's yeah. harder to like want to go to church, yeah. and want to yeah. like be a part of it when it's like it doesn't. It's like I don't disagree with like God, and I don't necessarily disagree with like jesus needing to like redeem things and like help us get back on the right track but i disagree with like 90 percent of the rest of it mm. uh at least the way it's taught mm-hmm. um so what do i do with that yeah yeah i so as i was reading i i was i was finding it very difficult to read the book and clap at the same time cause uh, I was, as as you were reading what as i was reading reading while black while black okay and so i'm you know <laughs> i'm like amen and even as he kind of goes into like some of his church background and things like that and some of his experiences being in like white evangelical spaces and you know not feeling represented and things like that and so but you know, he talks about that, and then he goes on to talk about, um, you know, how slave masters would use the Bible, and they would take, you know, um, their 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 interpretation as well as like the Puritan interpretation of the day and things like that was very much. Um, what was what has been heralded as the correct interpretation in quotes. Right. right. Um I'm using air quotes here, people. Theater <laughs> of the minds. But um <laughs> but um, you know, it was heralded as the correct interpretation and he told the story of um a black woman who uh her her grandson would read the scriptures to her but he wouldn't want or she wouldn't want him to read um, the letters of Paul because mm-hmm. that those were the excerpts that um, the slave masters would use right. to to tell the slaves like, "Hey, be subservient to your masters" and right. things like that, right? And so he made the point um, that both situations were situations where you know uh, people would or a culture would pick and choose parts of the Bible and, and omit others, right? Parts that serve their that purpose. That serve their purposes, yeah. right? So, um, you know, slave masters use it to keep their slaves subservient. Slaves, you know, would read the scriptures and hold on to their belief, um, you know, but omit, you know, like the letters of Paul or the ones. But, right. he, but he argued that, the the slave interpretation though still flawed in the sense of um the the idea that we can pick and choose um uh, you right. know what we like in the bible um he argued that that um that their interpretation was more in line with with biblical interpretation because they theirs was from the lens of not um it wasn't from the lens of how can we use this uh, to serve our our power purposes, but I feel like I need to omit this because this doesn't seem um, as something that's in line with the heart of God. Hmm. This doesn't seem like it's something that's true of God, right? And so he so 
he still right. made the point that it was still a, you know flawed in the sense that you you don't pick and choose right you know but you know theirs is more in line with okay with correct biblical interpretation right so he said that and then um he went on to to say this and like i underlined this and i was like mm, because like it hit me super hard it's um uh, oh sorry go ahead um gotcha <laughs> so um so hold on one sec sorry people what page is it on? it's on page this is on page 20 and 21 so he said um I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to decide where to start because there's a there's a portion as I'm I'm just gonna look. I'm just gonna read this whole paragraph. Is that yeah. All right. Yep. Go for Can it. I do that? All right. So on page twenty, um, the last, the second to last paragraph, oh, he said, but the dialogue goes both ways. If our experiences pose particular and unique questions to the scriptures, then the scriptures also pose unique questions to us. Although there are some experiences that are common to humanity. There are also some ways in which the Bible will pose particular challenges to African-Americans. For example, the themes of forgiveness and, and universal kinship of humanity are both a boon and a trial for black Christians because of the historic and ongoing oppression of black people in this country. Although I believe we must engage in the dialogue with the text, I acknowledge that ultimately the word of God speaks the final word. And then this is the this is the joint that got me. The next paragraph, he said, for those of us who want to continue to affirm the ongoing normative role of the Bible in the life of the church, it will not do to dismiss the concerns raised about the Bible from many quarters. The path forward is not a return to the naivety of a previous generation. So, so talking about it's not the path for isn't to go back to omitting, you know, certain parts, right? Right, certain parts of the of the scriptures that don't serve our purposes. The path forward is not a return to the naivety of a previous generation, but a journeying through the hard questions while being informed by the roots of the tradition bequeathed to us. I propose instead that we adopt the posture of Jacob and refuse to let go of the text until it blesses us. I was like, hot damn. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, you know, for the longest time, and I feel like on, on like there are so many different segments where we either, um, we either push our interpretation onto the text because, you know, we have to have a resolution, right? We can't we can't wrestle with it and come out without a resolution, right? You know, so we got to have a resolution or we omit it and say, like, all right, I don't understand this or this doesn't agree with my paradigm or my current situation, and so I'm just going to omit it all together you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so i love that he's saying like yo that's not the answer the answer is to to wrestle you know through it which i feel like is so um so uh relevant that's the word i'm looking for mm -hmm. so relevant when it comes to the Podcast. to the con hey -o, um to the conversation about race hmm. because a lot of times we we either omit that race is a thing right 
and we we omit history or we use it to serve our purposes. Like you as know, Christians? Or as, just as, as Christians or, or as people, period. Mm-hmm. But as but I would definitely say the the Christian church, you know, in America, you know, we don't talk about it because it's it's uncomfortable. And I think honestly, because largely we're guilty. You know, as the Christian church. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be the ones upholding. We're, we're supposed to be followers of Jesus and upholding the teachers of Jesus. But, you know, from 1600s on, you know, we've used the Bible to to justify something that Jesus well, would have been totally against. Sure. But and, and before that. Right. I mean, and before, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got yeah. I mean, in America specifically. But right. It's not like that that it started with America that right that right we were using yeah the Bible and oh yeah 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 for sure and so but all that to say like you know so we're guilty so we omit it right. but I think if we would learn to have the conversation and wrestle through and figure out what is the heart of God when it comes to 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 race and differences and things like that what's the heart of God and then how can we um how can we take those truths and how we're supposed to be um, interacting with and in community with one another? How can we take those truths and start to live them out to where it starts to, right. to change the culture of this country? Right. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So and I and I argue, at what point do we stop and let go of it all? Like, like what? That, that sounds and that sounds that sounds. Or could could come off as jarring. I was talking to Anna about it tonight, and I I thought, at what point do we stop defending something that clearly doesn't seem like we're we're paying attention to it in the right way? Like, at what point do we do we go? For at least hundreds of years, we've been using the Bible to keep groups of people down to that we've misinterpreted that we have not read correctly, right? At mm-hmm. what point do we do we look at it and go, I don't think we're doing a good job here. Like, clearly, this is like, like it seems like people are doubling down. It seems like the, the people who are call themselves Christians in America uh, are doubling down in the things that seem antithetical to what the Bible is talking about, right? Uh, at what point do we go, I'm not that. Clearly, we're part of something. Like, we believe in have read something completely different? Like, at what point do we move in a different direction and say, I'm not doing that? Like, this thing that you have have deemed American Christianity doesn't seem like it's actually of God, and it doesn't seem like you want to move from that. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it seems like you're pretty engrossed in, mm-hmm. in, this, in these beliefs. I see what you're saying. At what point do we say, mm. or Or do we? And I, so this, well, so this is the question that I, would, yeah. I can't, I don't think I can do it much longer. I don't think I can do this much longer. Like the stuff that we're, right. you know what I mean? Like right. I, I can't, I can't be the, like if you're on TikTok, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Reddit, if you're on any, any social media and you look at like the way that Christians act, you're like, you are completely unaware of reality you're completely unaware of science. You're completely unaware of, of your your impact in the world. You're you're unaware of 
you know, political uh, manipulation. You're unaware of just what is actually happening, right? Um, so I don't want to have to enter a conversation with somebody daily and say like, you know, I, I, in, f- in fact, this is true. Like this, like daily, people will say like a curse word or something at at, at work and go, "Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. I know you're religious." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm not religious. That's not. I don't call. I don't want to be religious. You know, like I want to be. If anything, I want to be a follower like, of Jesus." That. <laughs> well, that. I mean, that's real though, right? I mean, yeah. You want to be like, look, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. I don't care about that. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's not the thing that matters. Yeah. Um. And I also don't want to say I'm a Christian, but I'm not X, Y, and Z, and ABC, and all these. Like you right. have to, you have to, like you enter into a conversation with like all a tenfold list. I'm not that yeah. type of Christian. I'm not that, but I, yeah. It's so, like, but, but why wonder, do you have to do that? But and so, it's all right. I got a couple things because I wonder: Do you have to do that? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, which I, I if you want to be taken I 100% seriously, yes, totally 100%. Understand? Yeah. Like I understand the um the des- not desire, but the the felt necessity of distancing from you know people who say that they're you know that they're living this thing out when they're not, that they're living as a Christian and they're not, right? You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's exactly what the evangelical church did to people who weren't modeling their brand of Christianity. You know what I'm saying? They liked rock and roll music or they liked hip hop or they like, you know, and they're like, oh man, like, well, I just pray for that person's soul. Oh, is that You stopped? know, but I feel like this, you said what? <laughs> I said, oh, that stopped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I, it hasn't, you know, but, I don't feel like the answer is in doing the exact same thing, you know. And this is this is my opinion. I think the answer is, you know, seeking God on what it looks like to to have a, a divine forbearance in in being able to call people who are supposed to be our brothers and sisters into account. But you those know aren't what I'm the people who I'm having conversations with, and that is my my thing. Is like when you're having conversations with people. And you immediately have to like label all this stuff so that you can have a, 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 a normal intellectual conversation. Like if you're talking about leading, you know, quote unquote, I put this in giant quotes, leading people to Christ. Right. And leading uh, people to the church. If you have to do all these things in order to even let somebody know that, like, hey, I, I'm not saying that Genesis is real or, or that Genesis is mm-hmm. literal. I'm not saying that uh, the the uh, that the earth is. 6,000 years old. I'm not mm-hmm. saying all these things. It's like, at what point is it not actually the same? You know, like we, but we, I think, we, I think that's where like the come and see Mormons, comes in. Yeah. The, the, where, what? I said, I think that's where the come and see comes in. You know what I'm saying? Because I, f- I feel like Jesus is whole Ain't thing. Ain't nobody want to come and see. Well, I'm saying, I'm, when I say that, I'm just talking about like inviting people into your life. Right. And so, but I don't have the, op- I feel like we don't have the opportunity to invite to truly invite people into a true conversation if like they feel like they have to hold you at arm's length in order to like be themselves. If they if somebody's belief is that you could hate them for who they are, just simply for being who they are because you're a Christian, like there's in no way is that inviting to some other to somebody else. And we add that to like to 
I mean, there's so many uh, problems, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Christian church is so problematic that it's so difficult to even have the opportunity to have some of these conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Which that does, and, and hope it, does, that they it would poses some whatever. huge barriers. Yo, definitely. But what I'm saying is like, like, so for instance, if I, let's say I work with somebody, right? That actually I did, you know what I'm saying? And we, we, you know, I mean, they don't work with us anymore. And so it's, you know, we haven't really talked like that, you know, but especially while we was at work, we, we started to form quite a relationship and he swore up and down that, you know, I hated him and, and everything that he did because, you know, I was a Christian and he, he was, was white. so against Christian, sure. huh? Because he was white. He was. Yeah. But still, you know what I'm saying? Whether he was white or black, I mean, he, you know, I mean, he swore up and down that I, I hated everything that he did, said, and, you know, blah, 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 because he was a Christian. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of because times. Because you were a Christian. Yeah. Because I was a Christian, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, I think the temptation is to defend what I'm not right and to say you know try to distance myself and say what I'm not and I don't feel like that's what Jesus did I feel like Jesus talked about what he was like who he was and what things were supposed to look like you know what I'm saying I mean there were situations where he'd be like don't be like you know what I'm saying such as whitewashed tombs over there you know what I'm saying and things like that but you know ultimately I think if I'm focusing on you know like truly living out you know what it what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. You know, no matter what what language you use, whether you call yourself a Christian or a whatever, you know what I'm saying, whatever language you use. But what this is what it looks like to follow Christ. You know, I don't know. Just move it, forward. Yeah, yeah. And so this is what it looks like to follow Christ. This, you know, and I mean, by all means, I'm inviting you to. We can be cool. You can ask me whatever questions you want. You can not ask me any questions at all. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Do you, boo-boo. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do me. I'm going to seek to love you well, and I'm going to live this thing out the best I can. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the I – th- I think gotcha. that's that's what I mean when I say come and see. Like, I sure. want you to – I want you to be in it for the long haul with me. You know, we can come, we can sit, we can you. have beers together, we can hang out, we can. you can ask me whatever you want, you can not ask me sure. whatever you don't want, whatever. Well, and, I, and I got, you know what I got, I mean, that makes sense. I do. I got, I, I do get that. And I do think that there is an opportunity to like, you know, like yeah. truly live into somebody's life. And like whatever, street evangelism, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's a totally different thing. Like, if you're talking that's about having one of those quick conversations, I'm honestly not very interested in having a, like, if you, well, I take that back. If somebody asked me a question, if a random person came up and asked me a question, oh, I know you're, you're a like Christian, one of the blah, nicest blah, blah, people blah. in the world. I highly doubt you wouldn't talk to. Like yeah, if somebody would, genuinely, I would, no, I would talk if somebody to genuinely asked you a question, yeah. you would for sure answer the question, right? But regardless I'm only, of how difficult, I'm not going to try to. I'm gonna try to answer your question, but I'm not going to try to convince you of anything, really. I don't think we should be trying to convince anybody of anything. Well, I think I'm we saying, know less than anything. Yeah, I mean, we do know less than anything, but I think there are some things that we do know. That you know we don't know anything. Doug, you've been very quiet, <laughs> and I think that you probably wanted to be that way. <laughs> quiet? <laughs> I mean, That's maybe avoid it. I mean, because I feel like, I mean, we talked about it in the last episode. You, you talked about it in the last episode, just where you've been at. Yeah. And 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I I am always interested because like Kenny and I, well, really all three of us. I don't know. I don't know why I singled out Kenny and I in this situation, but I, I feel like we have been arguing about. <laughs> Can you single out two people. <laughs> of a, of a I think that's called doubling <laughs> out. Doubling out. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was making a joke about the note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, um, yeah, no, I just, I'm, I'm interested to see. Like, you're hearing us talk about it from a similar space, I guess. But I mean, like, different, different ideas of how, like, of what it looks like. But yeah, you're kind of like, mm, no, I don't, I don't know about any of it, or at least that's what I heard you say. Last in the last episode, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely have <laughs> some thoughts and feelings. Thoughts. <laughs> not not sure how. Well, whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I kind of want to say this earlier in the episode. I think right at the very beginning when you talked about, you know, we're we're saying in real time, kind of what we're thinking or how we're feeling. Right. Um, and we're okay sort of living and dying with that. I mean, there's stuff we said in season one that we probably wouldn't say today, you know? So I'm, I'm open to, um, to this not aging very well or, or whatever. And, and the fact that we're all growing and changing and right. The po- this podcast is about learning. It's not. Yeah. Um, w- w- with that right. being said, um, I, I think it's fair to assume that a, a decent, um, base of our, you know, listeners are are people of of the Christian faith, or at least Christian background, to to some extent, a, as I am. Um, so I don't know that this is going to be um, something that people can you know vibe or agree with. Um. Yeah, I I have you know, sort of position myself decidedly as an outsider of, of the Christian faith, uh, for a time. Um, don't, don't know what that means. I don't have any sort of agenda on on what it looks like to go back or, or, or stay out. I'm really not, um, working towards a goal of like, I'm never going to be a Christian again. Um, but just to, put it very bluntly and we may need to edit this out when you were talking Kenny about you know seeking the heart of God I mean who cares mm. he's part of the problem like I, I have I have no interest in Christianity solving a problem that it has perpetuated for at least a thousand years. I'm going back to the Crusades. I don't know if we can go mm. probably before that. I'm sure there was stuff, you know, before that. But I mean, I think I might have, you know, sort of alluded this, you know, offline. But when I think about the Crusades, I'm like, homie, they're they're wearing your cross on their shirt. Like, you don't want to do anything about that. Mm. That's right. that that's that's the Pope commissioning the slaughter of people that you say are going to hell. Mm. Like, <laughs> what the hell, you know? So. I am having a difficult time even being open to the idea that Christians are going to be any part of 
uh, healing or restoration, mm. not just about race, but about a lot of things. I mean, you talked about homosexuality. We talked about, um, you know, a- a- anyone that is deemed an outsider, it's like, fuck them. Um, and you wouldn't say that because cursing is wrong, but hating people is okay. Mm. You know, like, right. mm. so, uh, you know, I, yeah. I I am um I am trying to navigate a lot of this stuff apart from any sort of uh faith and um so even as you guys are talking obviously I mean you guys are like brothers to me and I I, I respect both of you immensely. Hopefully that goes without saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I I would say as of now, I'm I'm answering some of these questions quite differently. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's real. Well, I feel like that's why I was cool. quiet for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that's that. Honest. And, and I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Like, I'm genuinely interested in, in learning and open to. I mean, t- like I'm. I, I have not cornered the market on truth by any stretch. I have no sort right. of illusion that I have like outsmarted this whole thing. Like that's yeah. that's to- so bogus, you know. Yeah. Um, but if I'm being honest, as we all try to be on where we're at, how we're feeling, and what we're yeah. thinking about, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so as I'm as I'm sitting here, I'm I'm not just going, oh my gosh, these guys are crazy. I'm genuinely hanging on your words and trying to glean what I can in terms of what rings true, what, yeah. what, what sounds, um, helpful or, or hopeful, or that, that might be a path forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's some of the things that, that need to be dealt with, you know? I mean, just, I feel like it, even in having those conversations about faith, you know, whether it's, you know, and I feel like for the, for believers, you're going to encounter people who have questions about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, just like we avoid talking about slavery you know, and I, you know, propaganda had that that pull on precious Puritans. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and just you know, just like we avoid, you know, talking about all right, but our our revered, you know, Puritans, yeah. our revered early leaders own slaves, right? You know what I'm saying. How do we reconcile that? I, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like how how come none of your precious Puritans ever told you you, you can't you own can't people? Own people. <laughs> you right. Know, you know, like, yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I realize yes. homie has some good quotes, but right. why didn't he tell anybody, hey, don't own people? Hey, <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like, you know, dealing with that, dealing with the crusades, dealing with you know, I feel like, you know, honestly, that's what Esau Macaulay was saying, just in looking at all right, how do we reconcile these things? And I think, you know, being able to come to the table. And now I do think that that he's advocating for, um, you know, having some sort of a, you know, a faith or a belief of like, you know, we're going to, 
we're going to wrestle with these things and the outcome of that is going to be, you know, seeing a, um, in a, in a better view, you know, God's correct intent or, you know, seeing the, the majesty of God, despite the flaws of, of all of his followers, including myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's definitely his intent. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think he's definitely advocating for that, but I think that's a part of the conversation is, you know, Cause I mean, honestly, I feel like, all right, if God is who He says He is, He can defend Himself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I feel like there's been people, even in the Bible, who have, you know, and you know, He told Job, He said, "Hold on to your nuts." And he was like, "Answer <laughs> me this." You know, I, I'm, and pretty, yeah, and I'm even, pretty sure He said, "Gird your yeah, gird your loins, gird yeah. yourself." <laughs> you know, um, and even as I'm Samuel L. Jackson was reading it, yeah, it'd be very different. Oh, dude, what about Samuel L. Jackson reading the Bible? That would be dope. Oh, yes. Um, even as I'm thinking through, you know, some of that stuff, I'm like, I, I don't, oh. um, you know, and and again, just trying to be truthful, even the sort of like normalizing of talking about, um, Christianity is is a little bit bothersome to me, um. I mean, back a few months ago, it was right after November. It was like a, a Tuesday in November. I can't really remember what was happening, but anyway. Remember, remember. Um, <laughs> it was the election I was alluding to. Um, <laughs> I said to Kristen, I was like, can we move somewhere that people are not like this? Like, we've got some friends in England, and I was like, can we – I feel like this thing – is so tied up and connected with what you guys are saying, nationalism, Americanism, so convoluted and like an incest marriage between Americanism and Christianity. I just want to get away from it, you know? And mm-hmm. and, and again, I, I, I don't really have an intention of like healing... <laughs> Christians because whatever it's not it's not my job it's not something I want to spend my time doing but if I could say something to Christian people it it, it would just be this sort of like so much of what people are taking issue with on these different social media platforms or just in, in life, in your conversations and the way that you, you know, interact in the world is, is, is I think the term is orthopraxy. It's, it's the lived out practice of what you're calling is your faith or your, you know, spiritual sense. Mm. Um, And a big part of this for me is just taking an honest look at what I see in the world and what I see in myself and going, this ain't it. Right. Mm. This is not it. So I I feel like I can't be a part of it mm. because I don't see a way of doing the Christian faith, being a Christian, being a whatever, um, that that leads me to a place that I can like live with myself and sleep at night. Mm. Um 
I, I find it like that level of problematic. And I'm not saying that about all Christians. There are people even outside of this table that I look up to that's, that's and admire. So ho- hopefully no one hears we're me not, saying that. That's not what we're saying. Absolutely, okay. right. But in general, if we're, if we're saying a broad sense of, and, and, and I don't even need to make it about other people. I can make it about me. My sort of like <laughs> process of, of living out whatever sort of um, expectation or demand I feel like this, you know, cosmic deity has has called me to. Um, it just does not lead to a good place. It does not lead me to a place where I can be at peace with who I am and the way that I take up space in the world. Mm. Um, and so I I am in a state now where I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta I gotta find something else because that. That's not going to be it for me. That's not going to be the way um, forward. And and when you have a large group of people that claim a faith that's supposed to tout things like justice and mercy, two and a half billion, and and uh, patience and kindness and tolerance, and, and then tout the exact opposite things of hate and violence and racism and segregation i i don't know how to justify those things I, I i don't know how to make that make sense in my brain um so to answer your question from a while ago for me and i'm not saying anybody else has to come to this conclusion i wouldn't even necessarily encourage you to do it unless you're there if it's honest um it's 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 past time to throw it out i feel like i've thrown it out um and some of my offline conversations with other mentors and, and people that have helped me spiritually, you know, it's just sort of like don't throw out the baby with the bathwater thing. And, and I, I, you know, I think there's something to that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm open to learning more and growing from there. I mean, I'm reading this book that's very, very Christian and, and spiritual mm. in its nature. So I'm not, I'm, I'm really not trying to close myself off to anything very Christian. Very Christian, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really not, you know, uh, closing myself off to anything. I just, um, I'm answering those questions differently today than I was, you know, a year ago or ten years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that, but that's just because I'm about, like, you know, us as friends and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I feel like. I just want to be here for the, for the real stuff. And yeah. This is the real stuff. So whatever it is that like the nitty gritty, as someone said, mm. the nitty gritty, the, the nitty gritty. Not to leave Let's get down. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> no, Chancho, I would never leave you. I just need to borrow <laughs> some sweats. <laughs> sweats. <laughs> Their brothers don't think I know. We could do this all night. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I do. Did um, you tell him they are the Lord's chips? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I appreciate. No, but that. I, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's. I feel like that is the whole thing. Another big part of the podcast, which has been like trying to be real and honest. Yeah, with like, I think we were saying at the beginning that was like, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> full was circle, like, baby. It's like an hour and a half. I ago. love it. <laughs> I was about to say, how long Jeez. is this episode? It's a long episode, but <laughs> I'm about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll pick this up again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, wrap it up. 
thanks y'all for listening to Black White Mixed. Um, as always, I want to encourage you guys to be a part of the conversation um, with us. Um, so yeah, get involved and uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to love to interact with you. Um, with that said, we'll wrap it up. I am Doug Ogden. I am Brandon Johnson. Uh, I am Kenny Robertson. I am disappointed in that sound off. <laughs> oh no! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We'll talk to y'all again soon. Thank you for listening to the Black, White, and Mix podcast. We love being able to engage with our listeners, so don't forget to reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the BWM Pod, or you can email us at bwmpodcastmail at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Come on, black, black.